Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, welcome back, everybody. Here we are in the green the green room, our Detroit News Michigan State podcast. Uh, had a little week off there, uh, which so hopefully we didn't lose everybody, but Quite frankly, there's not a lot going on, so um, we'll do our best. Anyway, I'm joined here by uh, my cohort, Tony Paul, as usual. How you doing, you. Tony? Very good. You? It's my birthday. You know that, right? That's right. You're um. Now you tell me you're 41, but anyone who sees the picture of you with white hair, I, don't yeah, know. I look I look twice as old now because I haven't had a haircut in three months and haven't shaved either. I'm lazy. Well, I'm not buying it. Uh, so you only look at, I think you're, uh, quite a bit older than our, than our guests. Uh, yeah, probably just ahead. So, so hopefully we, uh, as, as we said before, we're trying to get some folks on here, some Michigan state folks, uh, keep everyone interested. And of course the NFL draft coming up this week, uh, beginning Thursday, um, which will be a whole new ball game, all this, uh, remote draft. It'll be interesting to see how it works, but obviously uh, Michigan state quarterback, Brian Lewerke is hoping to hear his name called here in the next few days. And, he joins us now, and uh, thanks for taking the time, Brian. How you doing? No problem. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. All right. So first of all, where are you in Phoenix, or where where the heck are you? Yeah, I'm yeah I'm down in Arizona right now. Okay, with your parents, and is that the whole yep. deal? Yep, parents, brother, and sister. So, all right, what is quarantine life like uh, back home with the whole family? Um, it's better than being by myself for sure. Mm. Got a little bit more entertainment. Um. And Arizona is not as severe uh, quarantine-wise as it is in uh, Michigan. We don't have as many cases, so it's not quite as, you know, stay-at-home type of order. Um, there's still some stuff open, more stuff probably than Michigan. But it's pretty good, I guess. I'm just trying to hang in as much as, as best I can. So you're not doing, like, any weird, like, family TikToks or anything where you guys are acting like uh, fools because you're about to uh, your mind? Well, not, not full family. We did um, – <laughs> My sister made me do one with with my cousins and my and my brother, and a couple other people. But uh, are, are no, hoping, no, no, the parents. Are you hoping nobody sees that TikTok or what? You know. Uh, I mean, yeah, my my friend <laughs> pretty quickly. So I, <laughs> once once I made it, I knew it was probably going to get found out eventually. <laughs> well, I'll have to go searching for it now. Yeah, I, I want to see what this one. I'm going to do uh, that right now while you guys chat. <laughs> <laughs> There's a chance it might end up somewhere. We'll see. Uh, um, so if you're not stuck in a, are you, are you able to, to work? Like what's your workout plan? Like what do you do? And can you throw to people? I mean, yeah. Um, the parks are still open down here and my uh, quarterback coach I had uh, back when I lived here is still training guys. Um, and we get three or four guys to catch every time we go out. And I'm throwing with a couple other uh, college quarterbacks. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm still staying, staying in shape as far as my arm, but I don't really have a place to lift. So I'm trying to just do whatever I can to keep my uh, my strength up. There's no like uh, odd, you know. We've seen some interesting workouts out there. People lifting tires and all sorts of stuff. Are you doing anything weird or crazy? Like uh... um, 
I'm I'm doing curls with like the uh, the the five gallon water water jugs. You like no yeah yeah like the like the water containers. (laughs) I do curls with that. Um, That's probably the only weird thing though. Yeah. Okay. So you're so you're able to get out and throw. Could you imagine if you were like here in Michigan? You mentioned it. Like people can't really go do anything. Like as a as a quarterback, what? I mean, you got to throw. You got to you got to have guys to throw to. Could you imagine like not being able to do any of that? I know it would not be fun, especially you know it's sunny down here every day, and it's in Michigan. I heard it snowed a couple yeah. uh, a couple of days ago. <laughs> yeah. So that definitely would not be ideal. But I mean, I I still have like, receiver I could probably throw to my dad, um, just to keep my arm loose. I wouldn't really be doing much route running, but it'd just be kind of throwing back and forth to him. Just so you know, Cody Cody White told me last week that he is that his sister was throwing to him. That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. She said she's getting better, uh, <laughs> but you know. I'm sure he's a little bit limited. Of course, like you said, it's been snowing. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so, you know, you're, you're at this point now, obviously the draft's coming up. What does it feel like? I mean, I know it's different for everybody because it's going to seem different um, in terms of, you know, everyone's not in a ballroom and all that. But what are, what are your feelings now that it's only a few days away, something that you've kind of worked for for a long time? Um, it's kind of surreal. I'm just waiting for the time to pass by. Um I don't really have much going on this week besides probably, probably throw tomorrow. Um, but other than that, I'm just, I'm just kind of sitting around laying outside doing some yard work maybe. Um, but it, it's, it, I'm just kind of just waiting for time to pass and um, I'm very excited for, uh, for uh, Thursday, Friday or Saturday. Has there been, have you been in contact with, I know you're at the combine. Um, has there been contact with teams still throughout this? Yeah, I've done uh, multiple uh, like Zoom calls, FaceTimes, um, and just regular phone calls with uh, a few teams. Um, kind of just kind of going over the same stuff we did the combine, but just doing it again and going more in depth. You know, I, I was looking up some stuff, and it's kind of funny. And I always wonder what this feels like when you're reading all these. I don't know what you read or what you pay attention to, if anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you hear people start and they start breaking down you know, ranking the quarterbacks or ranking a position, you got to read all about yourself or what a scout says or what this says. Is that weird kind of seeing that, like how they break every little thing down and not everything's uh, exactly positive? Is it kind of strange treating these things? About yeah, people? definitely. I mean, back back when I was in college, my my first year I would search my name after like every game. Um, be like, oh, people are talking about me. That's so cool. And then, you know, like my, my junior and senior year, I stopped doing that because it was you – know, <laughs> But, um, you know, now I've kind of just gotten used to that, that, you know, people are going to talk and, um, it is, it is a little weird sometimes. Like even when people are complimentary about you, it's like, what do you, <laughs> what do you really know about like, you know, about me? I mean, if you've maybe talked to me, you can kind of figure it out a little bit, but just, um, it is, it is a little interesting and, but it's kind of cool sometimes too, just to see your name out there. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, I always think it's weird, especially they're on the combine, all the, the odd stuff they break down and they think is important. I, it's yeah. strange to me. I, I don't know if I would want to read that about myself. So I can see yeah, why you're, uh, <laughs> especially after, and I can understand the last couple of years of the Michigan state saying, out oh, of hell of this, I'm not paying yeah. attention to this anymore. Yeah. Was that, is that probably one of the harder things you learn as you do this longer that you can't really worry about what, what yeah. other people are saying out that's, there? That's probably the biggest lesson I've learned is, you know, I always thought everyone was my ally and um, you know, people always, saying nice things about me and you know sometimes that doesn't happen and you kind of just gotta ignore all the all the bad stuff what was the uh, you talk about that what was the like 
some of the bad stuff you read or did or did you ever get any like, emails from fans or anything like that stand out uh, i mean definitely got the the instagram dms um the twitter dms people saying you suck <laughs> why'd you come to michigan state all that stuff you know the typical stuff um never got any emails or actually every year we get an email michigan fan that like just just talking about how michigan's gonna beat the crap out of us or something sends it to like our entire team <laughs> somehow gets our, our school email or something some crazy fan but um that's about it i guess yeah you gotta close you gotta close those dms and yeah. i know i know <laughs> i can't imagine I, I gotta be honest i can't imagine taking that much time out of my life to get everybody's email from a team i don't like anyway i know i, I, I i've well whatever i've never understood that i uh I can't imagine. I but funny that, yeah, he took the time to do that, but that's whatever. <laughs> but, I, you know, I, obviously it's it's one of those things, too. I feel like we always – it's always a few of the vocal minority. You know, you hear the negative. But, I mean, obviously early in your career, things were going really well. Did you hear a lot of the positive stuff, too? Especially, yeah. I, I want to say, after, like, 17 when everything was really going well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember back in 17 to 18, there was some uh, – draft guys that had me going like top five in the draft. Um, if I had another good year in 18, I would have gone like top five in, in the 19 draft. Um, and, you know, I, I, yeah, I see all the good things. I see all the bad things. Um, well, I try to try to stay away from it now, but back then I did. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, at that age, it's got to, I know you could say, I'm not going to read it, but that's kind of, it's got to bug you a little bit. When you, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, I, for sure. and, and, you know, especially, I wasn't like a like a high level recruit coming out. I mean, I was, I was I was a three four star, but I wasn't like you know the the number one guy in the class, and people weren't really talking about me. And then when I started playing, it's just kind of cool to hear your name um, being thrown out there in the college football world. And so you want to you want to look up stuff and see what people are saying. And sometimes it's not the greatest. Yeah. Okay. So one of the so one of the last um, one of the last live I guess sporting things we had going on was or one of the one of the last was the combine and. Um, you were there. I'm just kind of curious. What was that experience like, and what, what did you go into it trying to accomplish or prove? Um, I think, first of all, I thought it was it was a really cool experience. I was very happy to uh, be invited to that, and very grateful. Um, met a lot of cool guys and talked to a lot of coaches that I think I impressed a lot. Um, the thing I wanted to do was just be able to show that I am a, I'm an accurate passer, and you know, obviously, you want a quarterback that can. It's expected to throw well in shorts, and I want to just kind of, just kind of confirm that and to prove that that um, I can do that. Um, I, and I think I did throw very well, and I I think I killed the meetings too. Um, Michigan State prepared me well for with just offensive terminology. I knew a lot of things that guys that coaches in the NFL were saying. Um, the terminology, like the wording, was a little different, but the overall um, concepts um, were kind of the same. So I was I was used to that. Tell me a little bit about. I've always been curious. What is the Wonderlic test like? I mean, is it? I mean, is it like a written? I mean, is it like a SAT or what is that? Yeah. So one night we're just you know, but uh, it's kind of like a mix of, in, of interviews, and then we do a couple psychological tests. Um, and then one, or it was it was one morning they put us all in a big room, um, and they hand us the sheets and all that, and it's it's, it's you got twelve minutes to answer as many as you can. Yeah, so it'll give you like two words. Um, and say, are these words similar, different, or the same, or similar, different, or not related at all? And um, it just has questions like that. A couple of those questions, um, 
and it's it it sounds easy, but it can be kind of difficult when you got uh, fifty questions to answer them. Um, so it kind of goes by quick, and you just got to be quick on your toes. It looks like you had a pretty good score, though. It's I I read one report said twenty five, but then they fixed it said you had a thirty. Mm. So what did you do? You know what you had, or you just take it and move on? No clue. Um, I I heard <laughs> I heard from my agent a couple weeks after the combine. Um, but they don't tell you right after. And when I when I heard I had a twenty five, I was kind of surprised because I felt like I did. And I was like, man, I thought I would at least got at least got a thirty on it. So right. I was, I was kind of happy when the report came out and said I actually had a thirty. Well, yeah, I think yeah, to, yeah. yeah uh, I guess the uh, average for a quarterback is twenty four. So yeah. Uh, yeah, thirty is pretty. Yeah, thirty is pretty good. And didn't uh, I think Tua had like uh, I, something not good? I don't know. It was something uh, in yeah. the teens. His first report was like a thirteen. The second. Yeah. Was like, yeah what is now so the wonder like tests or questions are but in interviews with teams sometimes guys say they get some bizarre questions did you have any strange questions from a team that you were like what the hell is that all about no not really honestly um yeah i didn't i didn't have any formal interviews with teams so i didn't meet with any gms or um gotcha. head coaches um and the coaches that i talked to were just it was it was either the oc or the quarterback coach um and they honestly, I didn't really have any weird questions. Then you can kind of tell when they're trying to like get on your bad side and see how you react. Um, like like they'll say they'll kind of bring up some bad film and then say, "What are you thinking here? This is a horrible throw." And right. just, just kind of see if you like get a little defensive or something. Um, but yeah, nothing really crazy. Too bad you couldn't have had like when Connor Cook was still. They were still doing the John Gruden yeah. uh, quarterback thing. So if he was still doing that, that might have been. Uh... I know that would have been fun. That would have been something to see, but um, yeah. So obviously the the combine's a a good deal, but you, I mean, you feel like I know you didn't get the pro day, and I know you wanted to improve on some things in the pro day. Um, but do you feel like you came out of this whole thing with some people having a better idea of what you are, or better feelings about about you moving forward? Definitely, I think the big thing was just being able to go to the combine, um, even though I didn't have the pro day and. I was looking forward to maybe running another 40 and then just throwing a little more to, you know, show my arm off. Um, but uh, I think just being able to be at the combine, it was a, an opportunity that a lot of guys didn't have. Um, some maybe smaller school guys. And I think that it, it definitely helps me just to be one of those guys that people can say, Hey, I definitely, I saw him like a month ago throw and I know what, what he brings to the table when I interviewed him. So I know what he brings to the table. It's funny too. Cause you feel like in, in these things too, you feel like people are all over the map. You'll see once things say, um, Brian Lewerke's not rated very high. And then you read another thing where people are like, well, there's a several coaches that really love the guy and could go anywhere from middle of the draft to undrafted. Does that make it kind of – I mean, that's just got to feel odd too. Like, I have no idea what's going to happen these next yeah, few days. I, you know? I, I really have no idea. And that was kind of what my agent was saying too, is that he, when he talks to teams, there's either teams that really like me um, or teams that just don't even want to look at me at all. So – um, it's kind of in between depending on what team you talk to. Um, but and it, it is a little weird not knowing really at all where I'm going to go. So are you going to, are you going to plan on, on watching most of it or following? Or are you just going to say the heck with it? I'll wait till I hear from somebody. No, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch all of it yeah. starting on Thursday. Um, I always did even, you know, in, in years past just for fun. So I'll, I'll definitely do that. Are you in contact with a lot of your team? I know a lot of your former teammates are kind of in, kind of in the same boat you are of, can go anywhere in this thing and mm -hmm. are, aren't real sure where it's going to go. Are you guys, do you still talk to them a lot? And you, are you talking about how you're going to handle these next few days? And is um, it going yeah. to be stressful? I mean, I don't know. Is this stressful for you? 
it's not, I'm, I honestly don't feel too stressed just cause you know, I really have, I don't have any control about where I go. So there's no point in stressing about it, but, um, we do have like a, like a little group chat of all the, the guys in, uh, draft eligible right now that we're, uh, we're all talking with. And, um, and I, you know, obviously I was, I was rooming back up with Joe Bocci up in East Lansing. So I was back when we, we were still there when we still thought we had a pro day. Um, and I talked with Kenny and Joe and, uh, Higby and all those guys at lunch still, you know. So has, has graduation calmed down Kenny Willekes any, or is he still, uh, is out of his mind as he's always been? Um, he, he's calmed down a little bit. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, we don't want to hear that. We want to hear that he's. I mean, on the field, he's still crazy, <laughs> and he can he can flip a switch and be crazy whenever he wants. Honestly, but overall, it's crazy guy making dumb decisions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want people to think crazy like bad, crazy like fun. No. He's a, he's a yeah. fun, crazy guy. So, um, I wanted to ask you too about. Were you surprised? I mean, I haven't had a chance to ask you this. Were you surprised when Mark D'Antonio decided to step away when he did? Did that? Um, I was, yeah, actually a little bit. Um, I was kind of thinking just, you know, with his age and the way the program was, um, I was thinking maybe in like a year or two after this one, um, he might step down. Um, but I, I definitely wasn't thinking it would be after this, this past season, especially kind of late in the year or late in the beginning of the year. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. How tough, I mean, and how tough to, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit, but you, you go back to 17 and it looked like things had turned around. And then the last couple of years, it just never, you know, it never really got going. I mean, mm-hmm. how tough were those times around the team? I know it was hard for him. I know it was hard for you guys there. Uh, but does that kind of wear on a guy too? That's like, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe now is the right time to go after. Yeah. Yeah. I think it did a little bit just the way that, like you said, that are how how high the expectations were going into, 18. and then even after a lackluster year, the expectations were still kind of high going into nineteen. Um, um, I think it, that definitely weighs on him, and it obviously sucks for us. But we just kept playing. That was our mindset, just to keep playing. And I think it kind of might have weighed on Coach D a little bit. Yeah. Do you do you have any do you have any regrets from your five years? Something you wish? I mean, I know everyone wishes they won more, but um, yeah. So other than not getting hurt, <laughs> no. Um, I wish I wish I could have won a Big Ten championship um, while I was playing. That would have been ideal, but you know some things just don't happen like that. Well, you meant well about like what if moments. You mentioned that like wh- how things would have gone differently that redshirt freshman year if you don't get hurt against against Michigan. I think of that first one. Like, what if that season ends differently and you and you finish the season starting? Do you ever think about those things too? Back in 16? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I kind of – I'm kind of thankful for my injury in that year just because when I, when I was sitting on the bench – or when I was sitting out because I had the broken leg, I put on like 15 pounds, and I think it really helped me build a better college body and be better prepared. Um, and I, and I, I, still, I still had spring ball, didn't have any tendon tears or anything like that, and I didn't need surgery. So it was, it was a small enough break where I could still um, – come back quickly after it right and obviously the the 18 injury do you think people ever really appreciated what you were playing through that year with the shoulder um I don't know if it's I don't know if it's to word it like that but it was it definitely (laughs) there's I couldn't really raise my arm above my my I I couldn't really raise my elbow above above my shoulder at sometimes 
um, and I was still trying to play through it. Um, so I don't, I don't know if people really realize the extent of how bad I actually was hurt, and I was still trying to play through it. Um, so I guess in that sense, yeah. And then obviously, you know, 19 – your last year didn't go exactly – as we said, in terms of wins and all that, but um, what do you take away overall from these five years? What's what's going to be the most lasting thing for you from your five years at Michigan State? Just the the memories with my teammates, I think, is a big thing. I, there's nothing like a college team. Um, the records, obviously, that I set there, I'll definitely hold on to those until someone breaks them, probably. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think just, just having my name in the record books is pretty cool. Um, and then being able, even though I wasn't playing, to be able to win a Big Ten championship, my my uh, true freshman year was fun. Well, that was a playoff year too, right? I mean, you got you, had pre- you probably had to figure out Big Ten titles, playoffs. You know, this happens all the time, right? That that's exactly what I tell everyone. Like my first year, we you know win the Big Ten, only have one loss, and then we make it to the playoffs. Um, and I'm like, man, this is this is this is really fun. This is how it is every year. <laughs> I can I, I can definitely do this. Yeah. The, the other thing I want to mention, I thought about too, it's like you, you talked about your records just a second ago. And one of those is, is your total yardage and your ability to run the ball and all that. And then I read these things that say, Brian Lewerke's not that athletic. Do you see that and say, well, wait a minute. I, I feel like I ran for a lot too. Is that, I mean, maybe yeah. you're not, a, maybe you're not your typical dual threat quarterback, but it still seems kind of odd when you look at the numbers that you were able to put up. Yeah. I don't really get that either. Um, maybe people's just, base it off my 40 time inside of the combine where I didn't run very well and they see all four, nine, five, he got this guy must not be fast. Um, but I think, you know, I obviously had a, a thousand yards rushing and I was pulling away from guys on long touchdown runs. So if you watch the film, you'll definitely see that I'm a, I'm an athletic dude. Um, that's definitely something I hope to bring to the table for a team. An athletic guy. So if you weren't a football player, what would you be playing? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't very good at basketball. Probably baseball. Yeah. Yeah. A, pi- a, pi- a pitcher, right? Probably. Yeah, pitcher, shortstop, one of the two. So okay. And the other thing too, when you graduated, you did your little LeBron James thing. You remember that back in the yeah yeah commencement. The, All right. So who's the great? Did you watch the first part of the Michael Jordan thing? I did. Are, where are you in that debate? The whole Michael Jordan, LeBron James thing. It's hard because I never watched him play, but after – never watched Jordan play, but after watching the documentary, my theory is that, you know, I, I don't think the players in that age were quite up to par with what the NBA is now. So I think if, if you put Michael Jordan in this NBA nowadays, he would be one of the top one or two players in the league, but I don't think he would be considered the best player of all time. Wow. <laughs> now from an- – now you got to imagine from an old guy like me who did see Jordan in his prime. I know. And, yeah, and, and it's tough because, like, Jordan was the, he was the first one to do, like, set all these records and be really – and obviously he won six championships. So you got to put some on that. But I've always yeah. had a problem. Yeah. I, look, you're, I think you're absolutely right about the play. Everyone's – I think in every sport, guys are just better physical specimens than they were, you know, 25, 30 years ago. But, yeah, man, that guy, whew, that Michael Jordan guy, he was something That's else. Right. And my dad always says that. He said that that guy was different. And I'm like, yeah, well, so was LeBron. <laughs> he is. There's no doubt about that. I guess when you start talking about who's the best ever and you're talking about two, three, four guys, you're kind of nitpicking yeah. among the best. But I, I, I suspected you were a LeBron guy. I just, yeah. you know, I'm not a huge I, NBA guy to begin with. But 
I got a I got a Heat jersey, a Cavs jersey, and a Lakers jersey of his. Well, so I don't even know why I bothered asking that. Of course. <laughs> wow, I know. Yeah, you, you have, better. You definitely better close those DMs now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it depends on the age group listening. Well, that's that's true. That, that's I guess true. that's true, but that's fine. If you had now, if I had a Michael Jordan, who, he finished with the bullets or whatever. If I had a Michael Jordan bullets uniform, that would now be we're talking. Or when he played baseball or whatever. Yeah. Anyway. White Sox jersey. Yeah. yeah. The, year so that he, the year that he just decided to walk away for no reason at all. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wink, gotcha. wink, nudge, wink, nudge. Wink, yeah. Um, what about – I want to ask you a little bit about Michigan State real quick. You know the guys in that quarterback room better than most people, and that's obviously the big question going forward for Michigan State whenever they might play again. Yeah. Uh, how, how would you kind of break down that room and – I know we saw Rocky a little bit here and there the last couple of years, but but how would you assess those guys in that room? Yeah, I think you know Rocky's obviously a natural leader. Um, that's just kind of his personality. He's he's a very good talker. He's a big physical dude. Um, and obviously whipped the ball really hard. And 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 he's smart. You know, his dad's a football coach, so he he came in knowing football. Um, Theo's a little bit more of a quiet guy, but he's honestly hilarious. <laughs> I love I love talking with him. Um, and he's, he's obviously got the size and the arm, I think, too. Um, and then Peyton's the young guy. Um, obviously comes from a coaching background, too. His dad's – he knows football. Um, and I remember hearing from all the scout team guys, um, or all the all the defensive players last year, you know, when he was when Peyton was on the scout team, saying, man, this, this guy's going to be something special. Um, so I'm, 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 I, I'm excited to see what they do, honestly. Same as yeah. everyone else. So you're going to tell us right now who should start, right? <laughs> yeah, honestly, people like my close friends have asked me that, and I honestly don't have an answer because I'm, I don't know, and um, I think each each one has great abilities, um, but I'm not, I, I honestly don't know who's going to be it. Do you still keep in contact with them? Like, what? I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to get toward is how, what are, what are their reactions so far with the change in staff and Coach Tucker and and all the position guys? How I mean, they haven't had a ton of time with them outside of on a computer, but. Yeah. What what has been their reaction so far? Um, you know, I asked I still talk with uh I was closer with uh Theo and Rocky. Um and I talked to them a little bit and they said that they like uh Coach Johnson a lot. He's a smart dude. Um and they enjoy being he's a fun guy to be around too. Um Coach Selker's kind of I've heard he's kinda of a little bit like Coach D in the sense that he's a little he's mellow but um, he's a little, maybe a little more lively. He's, he's like, he's like a lively mellow, if that makes sense. <laughs> right. He he's, he's not like a screamer, but he's, he's still intense. Yeah. Lively mellow, lively mellow. That would be like one of those two words. Are they not similar on the Wonderlic test? <laughs> yep. There you go. <laughs> that would be one of the easier questions too. <laughs> nice. What about, have you met, did you ever get a chance to meet Coach Tucker or, um, no, I didn't. Um, I was only, I went to the facility a couple times before it got closed down. I met the strength coach, um, Coach Novak, um, but I wasn't able to meet Coach Tucker or any of the coaches for that matter. Right. And there was a thing there that he's making a, a thing about. Um, he was making it clear, like all former players, you guys are all welcome mm-hmm. back. And someone was saying, like, "Oh, Coach D never wasn't really like that." And I'm like, I don't, I, I don't know I, where I, that I, came I, from. I, I don't. I don't really know where that came from because Coach Z is the most nice, warm-hearted, genuine person I've ever met. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they just weren't able to get in contact with 
system. Um, but, you know, I, I can't see any situation where Coach D wouldn't let a foreign player back in. I mean, I, because you guys had honorary captains, all that stuff, I felt like guys were around. We saw them yeah. fairly regularly. It just seemed kind of odd to me. Yeah, I did too. Huh. Well, that'd be good if you – I mean, obviously you guys – I know some guys were still there and hoping to work out there, but obviously this throws it all uh, for a loop. But, um, yeah. But I, yeah, I'm, I'm about done. Tony, you got anything else for our? Well, I'm just curious. Do you have a? I mean, obviously, you, you want to play in the NFL, but if you had to, if you had a dream team to play for, who would you want to play? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I always said, because I, because I, I was born in Seattle, so I was a fan of the Seahawks growing up, and then I moved to Arizona, so I kind of became a fan of the Cardinals. But I'm not really a fan of either right now. Um, I did become a big Lions fan there. Um, I'm not sure if. if Michigan natives would like me in a Lions uniform, <laughs> but um, uh, I some place with either a big city or, or you know warm weather, I think would be ideal. I don't know how many people I've heard in my life say they come to Michigan and become a Lions fan. Yeah, I don't know. I I just I just like how passionate the fans are about their oh. team. Well, they're passionate. That's one way to they describe are. it. They're very passionate. So yeah. when you grow, when you live here, and I've lived here most of my life, at some point you you get frustrated and you pick another team. So, you know, when I was like 14 or whatever, and John Elway was doing the drive with the Broncos, you know, you just pick another team because you're, mm-hmm. you're just tired of, <laughs> you're tired. <laughs> so yeah, that's just kind of funny that you would become. That's sharp. That's sharper now though. He's a front runner. <laughs> oh, front runner. Get out of town. You think I like the Yankees and Duke basketball. Yeah. Or something? Right, yeah. yeah. That's somebody else. Um, Just what, uh, how are, how are you going to watch it? The draft? I mean, would you have in normal times had friends and family over and, and how are you going to watch this thing unfold? Yeah. I, I probably would have made it a little bigger deal than what I'm, um, what I'm going to have. I'll probably have like close family and then obviously my brother, sister, parents, all them. Um, that's probably all we'll have here. Um, you know, keep it, keep it nice and small. Oh, you no, have- no nervousness, all excitement. Honestly, no, I don't really have any nerves. <laughs> maybe no. maybe Wednesday night and Thursday mm-hmm. night I might, but um, right now, no. Well, and then if once it does happen, you have, we have, no one has any idea when the hell uh, training camps and mini camps will be anyway, so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I assume it's probably all going to be canceled. The first thing I have is training camp in August, um, so I don't really know what I'm doing from now till then. All right. All right, well, that's that's the deal here. So I think everyone's going to be paying attention, see where you're going to go. Um, good luck. I mean, it could be – so what is it, Friday, Thursday? Friday has round two Thursday, and three, right? Day, yep. Yeah, yeah, and then Saturday's four through seven. Yep. So uh, unless unless we're all way off and you're a first-round pick and we've missed it. Um, so we should well, start you, you did you did beat Tua in the Wonderlic test, so maybe the Lions will uh, Man, maybe the yeah, Lions bro. will trade down to or trade up to <laughs> trade down to get you, or who knows? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So I would I would say we'll start paying attention Friday, and uh, you know it's it does feel like one of those things that could go at any point, and um, and you know you'll just be the next Michigan State quarterback in the NFL. I mean, it's yeah, there's a few of you it's a growing to. fraternity. I love it. Do you hear from any of those guys still? Like, uh, I mean, Brian Hoyer just is never going to go away. I mean, that guy's <laughs> going to be in the league for thirty years. Um, I haven't heard from Brian. Um, you know, I I talked to Drew and Kirk a little bit. Um, haven't heard from them in probably a while. But um, it is it is cool just to be able to have that open line of communication whenever I need it. 
Well, Kirk Cousins is big time now, so you know he gets a nah. big contract. Well, I I do have the, uh, the the same agent as him, so I have an easy way to communicate with Kirk when I need to. All right, so when we see Kirk again, we're gonna tell him, you know, quit big time and Brian the worky. He needs to. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. All right, well, that's gonna yeah, I guess that's gonna do it, Brian. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Uh, good luck this week, and we'll be paying attention. Hope it all works out for you. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. All right, all thanks, right, Brian. So there you have it. There's uh, Brian Lewerke. Obviously, his uh, he's he's going to be on the edge of his seat here the next few days. It, it is really weird, Tony. It's like he's one of those guys. Honestly, you you, you can see him going, uh, you know, third, fourth round, or you can see him being a free agent. It's uh, it yeah. really is. It's been so. I, I just honestly, I've read stuff all over the map on him. So yeah, yeah, you know, it's 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 interesting. I mean, he obviously didn't have a Michigan State career that he probably wanted on a whole. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, you know, who knows how much injuries played a part of that? Obviously, the one season they certainly did. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, something about these Michigan State quarterbacks that find a way to to get in the NFL yeah. and, and stick around for forever, or even become you know, you know, very rich men like uh, like Kirk Cousins. And, uh, well, even the you even think about Brian Hoyer and Drew Stanton, guys like yeah. that that have. I mean, they've been around forever. And I, I'm um, telling you, that's that you get these smart guys that understand the game, and that's that's what yeah. Brian Lewerke is. There's right. there's not going to be anything that overwhelms him in terms of how to approach the game. Yeah, is he is he a little limited physically from some other guys? Sure, but um, you know, now do we, gotta, do we do do we count Nick Foles in that Michigan State fraternity? Ah, uh, no, come on. <laughs> I mean, we all know he was technically at Michigan. Not technically, he was at Michigan yeah. State. He was in that room with what Cousins and Keith Nickel and. But you know, Michael, there's a name for the past too, right? Um, and well, no, was Hoy- no was Hoyer done? Yeah, I can't even remember. But there's that one picture. Who threw, the, who threw the pass to Nickel? When the the game the game the Wisconsin game, right? Oh, that was that was Kirk Cousins. That was, was 2000. Okay. That was that was 11. That was Cousins senior okay. year. They were uh, gotcha. they were all firmly entrenched by then. But but yeah, that was yeah that was quite the crew. And Nick Foles saw well, I'm not going to win yeah. this one. Not going to work out too well. Off he went, but. I mean, if you want to, you know, if you want to wave the green and white pom poms, this is the green room podcast. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> then you can say Nick Foles. You can, uh, yeah, I guess you can't say Connor Cook, uh, but you know, yeah, he we're staying. A, he, he had a minute in the XFL, so we're staying we'll positive, that. right? <laughs> yeah, that's I guess. Yeah, uh, no, he was good. Uh, if Brian was good, you know. I'm just, uh, you could tell that, you know. You know, he tried to make it seem like something didn't bother him. But, boy, when it was reported that he got the 25 on the wonder, like, you could get a sense that that really yeah. pissed him off. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't, no, I didn't get a 25. <laughs> he, I was looking it up today, 24 is average. So, 25 and 30 is a big difference there. So you could tell that really kind of gnawed at him a little bit, more than he was, other stuff we asked him about. Yeah, he was happy to hear that it was actually 30. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> well, and you could tell, too, the neg- the negative stuff while he was at Michigan State got to him. And he so he – Shut yeah. it all down and quit paying Which attention. I think, you, I think you have to do that. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I just can't imagine. I mean, everyone's so accessible these days with social yeah. media, and you can find college player, college students' emails pretty easily if you just use your brain and you know use the yeah. domain name. You can you can get a hold of them, and so it's you know it's gotta it's gotta wear on you. I mean, you're you're twenty twenty one year old kid. I mean, you know, yeah. Most most adults wouldn't be able to handle people coming to their office and you know chewing them out, you know, random people off the streets. So I, I could get that. Yeah, and our dealing but I don't know what the hell he's doing having his DMs open. <laughs> yeah. That's his first mistake. Yeah, and our dealings with him, too, you could uh, by, you know, certainly 18 and by last year, it's, 
you get kind of done with it. And, and you don't blame the guy. It's just right. things mm-hmm. never go. You're, it was always, wait, it was 2017. What happened? Yeah. Well, you know, it's not always just him. You know? right. No. So no. it's, I, I mean, he's. That's, you know, that goes to the territory. You're the quarterback in the big team. I mean, you know, I mean, it, you, you have to deal with that and unfairly or not. But um, it'd be interesting to see where he goes. I mean, he's yeah. definitely an athletic guy. I mean, he's certainly. Yeah, he know, is. more athletic than I think people gave him credit for. Uh, you know, his accuracy, you know, with the, you know, who knows if injuries played a role in that. And we'll see. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. he certainly looked like he could become a big time player in the Big Ten, and it just, you know, it didn't work out for whatever, you know, for a variety of reasons. Certainly, not all of them is doing so. Yeah, he's, um, and that's the thing too. He always, I mean, the guy was always, no matter how it was going, he was always out there every week. Oh, you know, you know, he understood the role of the quarterback and a leader of the team. So it, it was, you know, he matured a lot. And you're right. I mean, the, the some of the things, whether it was the accuracy, the consistency, wasn't there at times, but I. I still don't think that's limiting his opportunity in NFL. I think he's going to get a shot, however it happens. And it's not going to surprise me at all if Brian Lewerke is the next MSU guy you hear just – Just hanging around. Yeah, you know, and he gets it – he backs up here and there and because he's a he's that kind of guy. And I just uh, – that's not going to surprise me one bit. Yeah. If, well, yeah, if Brian, yeah, Brian Lewerke has a career a lot like Brian Hoyer, yeah, I, I can see that, you know, getting the spot starts when they need him and, and – not hurting a team in a playoff run, that sort of stuff. Um, there's, there's, you could do a heck of a lot worse than that. So, no. So the draft, who else, yeah, yeah. Who else we got? We got to look for for Michigan State wise. Yeah, the, the the top guys. I think you know the first few guys to keep an eye on are Joe Bocci, as we, you know Brian talked about a little. Um, Josiah Scott's a corner that a lot of guys like. Um, I don't think. Let's be clear. None of these guys are first round guys. Right. Um, but I see. I think you see Bocci and Scott maybe in that second day, the second, third round. Uh, Raquan Williams too, as a defensive tackles, he's a guy, another guy too. That's some people love him, some don't. So you could see him kind of go anywhere at that point. But he's been productive enough. You could see him go on that second day. Kenny Wilkes too is the guy we talked about. Is another guy. You know, he doesn't have the prototypical size, I guess that and speed that some people want to see, but the guy does nothing but produce. So he's going to go somewhere in the middle of the draft. Um, I'm going to be forgetting guys' names. you got Cody White, who left early, Daryl Stewart, a couple of receivers. Um, we'll see. I think for, a, are, for a bad team, they got a lot of guys that are up for the <laughs> They do, and I think these are all guys that can get drafted. Some, But there's a handful of them, like Ryan and Cody White, Daryl Stewart, that are those day three kind of guys that yeah, might Brian, not, Yeah, and even if Brian – I mean – I mean, even if he doesn't get drafted, I mean, it'll take about 10 minutes for him to sign an unrestricted free. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's at, yeah. He'll be in camp with somebody. He will absolutely be in camp with somebody. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And uh, maybe Mike Panasuk is a guy to keep an eye on another defensive tackle. Doesn't wow anybody with the the measurables, but he produces. So, um, those are, and unless I'm forgetting something, he mentioned Tyler Higby, an offensive verse, versatile offensive lineman, but. Um, we'll see. I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys that potentially could go. It's just a matter of where, um, I'm probably, I'm probably forgetting a couple others, but those are, um, who am I forgetting? David Dowell's, David Dowell's safety, David Dowell might, another late round, more free agent type guy. So Mm -hmm. those are the ones to keep an eye on, but you know, we'll see. I I don't know how this thing's going to go. We got to watch this thing at T or on it. This whole remote draft. I gotta work. I gotta work in the office in the web shift on uh, Saturday morning and be paying attention to the thrilling rounds of the 
and no offense to Brian, <laughs> got another well, big NFL fan, so it's not very thrilling to me. Um, so I'll be, well, I'll be paying attention to that, and as I'm sure you will, and Angelique will be oh, paying sure. attention to the Michigan guys, and we'll have all the draft coverage. Justin Rogers is already killing it with Lions coverage. Um, you know, it's the one thing we're going to have. You know, it's something normal. We have an NFL draft, even if it's remotely. You know, at least we're going to have one, so yeah. it'll be something they'll pay attention to for a change. And the documentary was a good start yesterday. Yeah, with Michael Jordan and, uh, yeah, the, now the NFL draft this weekend. So, um, yeah, I don't know if you saw Lewerke when he, gra- he got his first degree last year. He did, like, the LeBron celebration thing as he was going across. The, oh, yeah. The, whatever, man. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't think uh, – in my opinion, it's a no-brainer. It's MJ. But then again, we grew up watching MJ, so maybe we're well, just, that's, maybe look, we're just old fogies. That's that's the thing with any of these these debates is depends on what how old you are who do you well, watch right. you know right. I mean it's the same with I mean are we now we're suddenly eliminating guys like Larry Bird and Magic Johnson and you know what about the whole era before them I mean right. whatever it's no era, eras change and, and athletes get bigger and stronger and uh, you know that's just the the reality of of the world um, other yeah. than that, how's quarantine treating you oh it's a blast. See, you me? and I both you and I both need to shave a little bit. Me probably a little Dude, bit more I'm than a, you. I'm a mess my hair when I take this hat off. It oh, is, I, know. Uh, it's, I know. I know. I need to find a barber who will come to the house. I'm, I'm sure they're out there. Can't you yeah. just order a can't you order a Flobie on Amazon or something? What's that? You don't know what a Flobie is? No. Oh, come on. Google it. You maybe you really are forty one. You gotta Google Flobie. It's a how do you spell it? I don't remember. It was one of these infomercial things. It's basically like clippers connected to like a vacuum hose. Oh, really? Yeah. It's supposed to give you the perfect haircut and then no hair would be out because it's just sucking it into the vacuum. Oh, okay. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it looks kind of like it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting pretty close to the uh, going uh, military here with the. So am I. I was thinking about it. I think a lot of people are going to be doing that. And uh, I'll tell you, when this thing all opens up, barbers are going to be very rich. Yeah, we did a. Just so we did a Zoom call the other day with all these MSU beat guys and former guys, and Kyle Austin of M Live has gone. He has gone military. Has he? He's smart. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Whereas the rest of us have become um, lazy. <laughs> yeah, there's some. Whew, there are some facial hair going, and uh, yeah, I know. I know that's ridiculous too, because like we can shave. Like you know, it's not like we can't shave. You know, but I've just yeah. kind of been totally like screw it and. Uh, but I might just do the buzz cut on the head, though. I think that's probably getting to that point. It's, just it's easy to say that. It's easy to say that when you wear when I wear shorts or pajama pants every day. And <laughs> see, I won't know. do that. Like I, I got to get up in the morning. I got to take my shower. I got to put on my work clothes. Although today I am wearing a Michigan State hoodie. People, I'll be exposed for that. But uh, I only wear it in the house, so I've been wearing it a little bit more lately because I haven't left the house. But I got to get up. I got to. I got to take the shower. I got to put on some work clothes. Usually, and, you know, it just really? makes me feel more. Feel makes me feel normal. Like you know, otherwise I feel just sluggish and kind of lack of energy. So I don't know. For me, it does the trick. Yeah. Uh, you know, I get out. I still walk. You know, walk a mile a day. You know, I got to do it. Like because otherwise, I just the the days where I haven't done that and been lazy, and there there only been a couple. It's just I just felt like. You're just wasting away here, and I don't want that to be the case. So. Well, we've yeah, I've developed a routine. It's different than normal, but it's still, and you know, whatever. It's, I guess um, any kind of routine, as long as you have a routine of some kind. I mean, it doesn't have to be wearing you know work clothes. I guess people can wear you know you can wear your pajama <laughs> bottoms and your flip flops or whatever. 
But I, I don't know. For me, I gotta I gotta take the shower and put on what I would normally wear to work just to kind well, of my get shower, the right yeah. frame of mind. Yeah, it's it's I've flipped for me in regular life. That's how I am too. I get up, take my shower, and I'm on with the day. Where now it's like I've I've developed a later routine where I sleep a little bit later, but usually in the afternoon is when we work out or exercise, and so it's like around dinner time or after I take a shower. No. Oh, okay. So then when I wake up in the morning, I don't feel like right. oh yeah. I need another shower. So I'm just in my shorts or whatever working, and then we it's developed off that that way. It's not All very. Right. Doesn't work in regular life, but right, right. Well, that's fair enough. Whatever. So it's not like I'm. It's not like I'm not clean or anything. <laughs> whatever works. Whatever. Yeah. I found out, by the way, that you know, my. Um, I found out. I think I'm allergic to latex gloves, which is horrible right now. Oh. Uh, because Yikes. my hands are like blistering, like over on the knuckles. So I was talking with Angelique yesterday, and uh, she was saying, "Oh, you might be allergic to latex gloves." So I got to find another solution for that. Uh, other than that, I'm going to go get on with my birthday, you know, big, big yeah. party here, big rager, me and myself and I, and uh, be a good time. Should be and, exciting. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, that was Brian Lowork, who joined us earlier on the podcast. Um, yeah, Matt's going to be following the NFL draft, uh, as well as Angelique for the U of M guys and Justin Rogers for the Lions. Um, so make sure you pay attention to all that at DetroitNews.com. This was episode 31 of the Green Room. Episode 32 will come at you. Yeah. Whatever. Feel like it. When we, we're going to be a little bit more relaxed about the schedule here. We're going to do them when we can and when, when they feel right. We're not going to force it. Um, you know, we got the, you know, we got, you got other stuff to worry about. We got other stuff to worry about. So when we, when we want, when we need to do a podcast, we'll do one. So um, yeah, that was it. Check out DetroitNews.com for all your draft coverage. Matthew, enjoy, That's the it. Rest of your, enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you at the poker table soon. Yeah, see ya. All right, buddy.